2: Pre-record on my count, seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A.
1: southern miss to, to the top you're tuned in to the eagle hour happy memorial day everybody welcome to a holiday edition of the eagle hour we're glad you're with us on this very special day that we all celebrate and uh, and i should be very grateful for those who have sacrificed uh, to let us enjoy things uh, like we're about to do for the next hour welcome to the eagle hour Glad to be with you this afternoon. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Court Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Bob, Kelly, and Luke. And a big day for Southern Miss baseball and the university and the city of Hattiesburg and South Mississippi. Head baseball coach Scott Berry joins us. Uh, Coach, uh, just saw you a few minutes ago, uh, of course, at the walk-ons. A huge crowd for the announcement of the uh, NCAA regionals uh, coming to town this weekend. Uh, Southern Miss playing uh, the United States Military Academy, the Army Black Knights, uh, this Friday afternoon. Kennesaw State and LSU also in the Hattiesburg Regional. Huge crowd at walk-ons and, uh, you know, a lot of smiles everywhere. It had to be a really special moment for you and your program, Coach.
3: It really was. You know, what a great turnout, as as you alluded to. You were there. You witnessed it yourself. So, you know, it's just nice to know that our fan base is – continues to be energetic and enthusiastic as we navigate our way through this this season and now into the postseason uh
1: really uh one of the i know major goals that you you set out for your team uh, earlier in the year before we take a quick look at, at the conference usa tournament uh and, and more about this just your thoughts on uh, on today and and what these kids have done this year
3: well what a special group i mean we we finished up to date we're at 43 and 16 and, Obviously, one of the uh, goals that we set at the beginning was to uh, to win a conference regular season title, which is not easy. I mean, that's a thirty thirty game grind, and for these guys to to pull a record of, of twenty three and, and seven in that thirty game span, and and to win it there on the first day of the last weekend series, and not need help from anybody else, you know what what we were able to accomplish, we earned it, and uh, all the way and and grateful for them, the second thing was is to uh to make it to a regional. you know you never know going into a into a conference tournament if you have to win the tournament or if you've done enough work you know there's all kinds of scenarios that you look at, obviously uh winning the the conference tournament assures you that automatic bid and you're never assured of 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 an at large i don't I don't think you're ever comfortable even where we were you know, I felt like that we had to win two two games at least and uh, and not to host, just to get into a regional, just to kind of give that committee no reason to leave you out. But, you know, it became evident that, uh, you know, we had host potentials too. So, you know, winning two games was important. But then after you, you win two and you lose two, you say to yourself, oh, gosh, we should have won three to lock this thing in. But I think that the committee... You know, looked at our our resume and our blueprint of, of what we put together this season, and said, "Hey, they've been a really good team and have shown the consistency through throughout much of the year." So, grateful to these guys, our coaching staff, our uh, you know our support staff, our administration, everything that goes into to being successful. You know, I want to share that with those people and our fan base as well.
1: Coach, you're a thousand percent right that you never know. I think a little shocking that Texas, San Antonio, and Old Dominion both not not in the tournament.
3: Man, I've been there. 2015. I feel their pain, uh, and I, I sent both those coaches text messages uh, just a little bit ago. You know, just sympathizing with them and keep their heads up because both had really good clubs. Uh, they do it the right way. They they competed. Their their teams I thought were worthy of it. I felt like that. We should have been a four bid league, but you know when when other tournaments when people start winning tournaments that aren't supposed to win' them, uh, that that really messes everything up and i I was there in two thousand and fifteen when we were one of the last four uh, out, and uh, I felt like we should have been one of the last four in so you're never never feeling good about anything until until you you possibly win that tournament and uh, or then the next day on Memorial Day you know, open to hear your name called.
1: Right. I, I want to talk about what's ahead, but real quickly, uh, two uh, really, com- well, really three really competitive games you played in the tournament. We talked to you Friday about the UAB game. The 6-7 to seven loss uh, the following uh, day to Texas San Antonio, just a back-and-forth and forth in- in really incredible baseball game that ultimately I-, I think you could say probably turned on one error we make in the outfield and then – you know, you can say, you know, controversial call at home, questionable or whatever, but the call went the way it did. Uh, that, that's a game, obviously, could have gone either way.
3: Well, it could have. You know, in all oh, honesty, Bob, we didn't play well enough that game. It, you know, and it wasn't just the the play in the outfield. There were other plays that we didn't make uh, that we we should have made, and uh, you know there were, there were UTSa a really good hitting club, and and certainly uh, you know our bullpen who has who has been really good all year long. Uh, they couldn't get those guys out. You know they had eight of, eight of their nine starting lineup hitters that hit over three hundred. They could really really swing the bat well, and were tough to get out. They extended at bats. They fouled pitches off. So you know, at the end of the day, uh, as close as we were to winning, sometimes it just doesn't work in your favor. And that's exactly what happened in that game. And then of course, then we had to turn around and, and meet a Florida Atlantic team who possesses another really uh, strong offensive lineup. But, you know, credit to uh, Riggins and, uh, for his, for his outing and, and Dalton Rogers to be able to shut those guys out. That's, that's pretty impressive because John McCormick had a nice club as well.
1: No question. And a Willie Mays catch by Reese Ewing that, that may very well have saved a grand slam. What, what an incredible play that was.
3: Yes, sir. that was a great play, and that was the turning point. I felt like from that point on, Riggins, it was a wake-up call to him, and he quit trying to to try to hit little corners here and there, and, and he, he went back to attacking hitters like we've seen him before and with a good mix. And from that point on, you know, he only surrendered – uh, he only gave up three more hits over over the course of the next four innings, I believe. So right. outstanding, outstanding uh, outing for him.
1: Go out uh, losing to Texas San Antonio, had cut it to four to two late in the game. Uh, runners, I believe, at first and third, if I'm not mistaken, with one out, and looked like you could get back in the game hit into a double play, and then you gotta, you got to give credit to Texas-San Antonio. Not only did they hit the ball, Coach, here's what really struck me about them. It was just hard to get them out. I mean, they would foul off five or six, seven pitches, it seemed like, every at-bat. And uh, they were about as tenacious at the plate as any team I'd seen all year.
3: Well, I can remember Oz when we finished our series with them there late in the year here at, at the Pete. Uh, and we won the series two out of three after dropping the first game. But I can remember him saying, "My gosh, that lineup is hard to yes, to get out no and, and get through there." And certainly, uh, with their with, with their situation coming into the tournament, having a sense of urgency, not you know for sure, not knowing whether they would be an at large, and never never you know putting putting your you know your feelings that hey, I think we're in. You know, they were at that point. You know, they were the fourth uh, uh, the fourth best team in our league this year. And they needed to win this thing to assure it. And so they had that sense of urgency. Certainly they had the personnel and the players that were, that were capable of doing just what we saw them do in this tournament. But. Uh, you know, tough tough lineup to uh, to navigate through. He actually said, "I hope I never have to face them again." Uh, after we played them, I don't care if we ever play them again.
1: So. I, I, I could agree with that completely. All right, so the announcement today: Army, Kennesaw State, LSU. I've got the game plan for you, Coach. I'm going to go ahead and share it with you now. You just I win. Three, you, you just yeah. win three straight games. You never get out of your weekend rotation, and then we go play in the super regional.
3: Well, if we can execute that, I'll take it. I can assure (laughs) you. So, uh, very good regional. You know, I don't know anything about really any of them. We haven't played uh, uh, any of the three teams. Of course, LSU is two hours south of us. You know, I know they're a very offensive club. They made it to the Saturday game uh, in their SEC tournament. So, they went deep into the tournament. They have really good offense. I know that. Um, Certainly, they have tradition on their side, both – both Army and Kennesaw State won their conference tournaments. Army and the Patriot League and Kennesaw State and the Atlantic Sun. So they beat Liberty uh, yesterday to, to win that crown and get the automatic bid, which Liberty also got an at-large bid. So, uh, outstanding program. all, all Everybody's playing good at this time, right. and I think that's what you have to recognize at this point. And uh, as we saw in the conference tournament, the regional starts a whole new se- season again for 64 teams, trying to be one of those eight to get to Omaha.
1: No question. Everybody's good or they wouldn't be in the tournament, Coach. That's the way I look at it, I think that's probably what you think as well.
3: That's exactly
1: right. All right, uh, we're going to get the guys here in with Coach Barry real quick as we go into the break. Coach Barry, uh, we're going to play the, the opening game against Army. Still kind of up in the air, am I right? One, possibly two p.m. We'll maybe no later tonight.
3: We will play the first game. I will tell you that.
1: Okay, and the time yep. still to be determined. When we come back, Head Coach Scott Barry stays with us. Kelly and Luke get in the conversation. Regional baseball coming to the Pete. Going to be an exciting week. Lots going on with the Eagle Hour. We'll talk about that as
2: well.
0: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle
1: Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, let's get right back to it. Uh, Dickey's Barbecue Pit, want to thank them for their support of the Eagle Hour. Also, Campus Bookmart, a place that was mobbed uh, when I was in there over the weekend. And we thank uh, Dickey's and Campus Bookmart for their support of our program. And of course, Southern Miss Athletic. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry, who's getting his team ready now for the third NCAA regional to take place. At Pete Taylor Park, Luke, get in here with Coach. All
0: right, Coach, we were talking about Danny Lynch during the break. Two things I didn't know uh, for for really two reasons: seeing if you were going to, uh, you know, let him be the leadoff hitter uh, because of the 533 batting average, you know, in the tournament. But I mean, shoot, he showed some some speed in some crucial times uh, of the weekend. Any thought to that?
3: <laughs> I'll tell you what. When he's at second base and you're having to score him, it, There has it's a lot of concentration that's going on with him. But what a great young man he is. No, he isn't blessed with speed, but I'll tell you what, he's blessed with effort. He's blessed with baseball IQ and a passion to win baseball games. He absolutely loves to play the game. He loves to practice the game. Uh, if anything about baseball, that's what he likes to do.
0: I've been asked this question multiple times over the weekend. I was even asked uh, before the tournament, during the tournament, if we were to, to host, would the rotation change at all? Um, I think I know what how, what your answer is going to be. I answered for you and basically said, if I know Scott Berry, uh, nothing much moves. And uh, But I think I know you're not even going to blink one way or the other, but I will give you a chance to respond since that's on Southern Miss uh, fans' minds today.
3: Well, they'll have to wait like I do. Uh, you know, I will as well. So no, I'm not going to reveal anything at this time. We're actually in the process of trying to get scouting reports and trying to see what these three teams are all about. But, uh, you know, traditionally I haven't ever wavered off from what we, we normally do. So, but, uh, we'll announce it, uh, later in the week of what we're going to do.
0: One more question for me before I throw it to Kelly. Um, so you mentioned right before we went to break, uh, we'll play play game one either one or two o'clock. Rest as the as the motivating reason. We we've, we've kind of played the later game uh, a few other times in regionals. Maybe it wasn't our choice. Um, but what did we do in twenty seventeen? I can't really remember.
3: Early game, don't play the early game. I, you know, do that in the uh, in the conference tournament as well, just because of that rest factor. You play the early game you win you get more rest you lose you get more rest uh, or, or um, yeah if you play that night game if for some reason you get you get beat then you have to turn around and there's a short recovery time with that so um, i know there's a lot and, and you look you know last year i can remember looking at um the uh the regionals and the majority of the 16 all play that early game there's a few of them that will play the night game, and I'm sure they have their own reason for that. Maybe it's crowd-driven. I, I don't really know. But, you know, at this point right now, you've got to do what you feel like is best for your team, your players, and trying to win, win a tournament. And that, it, that involves the rest factor.
2: Coach Barry, congratulations on all the accolades that your team have earned. Uh, And I'm not saying this to blow smoke up your skirt, but everything you guys have done this year, that didn't surprise me at all. But again, it has to be, the games have to be played. Congratulations. There's one overriding thread in this entire selection process, and we'll talk more on this show in the third and fourth segment about it, was the selection committee was very impressed with teams who did not duck. Difficult competition. You guys had a brutal schedule. You navigated it well. So going forward, you know, others, other teams are, are going to start saying, well, we need to we need to toughen up this schedule if we want to get more recognition. With that being said, how much of next year's schedule is already put together and how much wiggle room w- which would any school generally have going forward to try to strengthen up their schedules?
3: Well, you know, schedules are ever-revolving. I mean, there are people that make changes all the time. Unfortunately, we see people here late in the year in this current schedule dropping people because of RPIs. You know, they need to try to get that right on the front end. Uh, you know, and the NCAA is going to have to grab, grab a hold of that because it's getting a little out of hand. They're going to have to do something to uh, to get people to stop dropping games because of bad RPIs. I mean, I think when you when you schedule, you look historically – a five-year period of RPIs and what that program has has really averaged over those five years, and then that's what you try to build your schedule. Now, geographically, you can't always just have really high RPI. It just doesn't happen, you know, because we have travel issues, we go, we've got to go to school, we've got budgets. There's a lot of things. We just don't have charter jets that we can just fly off to and, and play people anytime we want. So there's just some things that you just can't change, but you know, I think, uh, in building a schedule and our schedule next year, I mean, nobody has, has seen it yet, but our schedule next year is, is very good as well. And, uh, and it's loaded with, with some good teams, uh, that, that'll drive that RPI and that strength of schedule. Like we, we want it and hope it will.
2: And I and I I just can't say enough about that because the the political view of you know fans is well fatten up that record, you know. Well they're you know, they won't keep us out if we get X number of wins. Well, that's not necessarily true, but the fact that you played all these tough teams and navigated it, way to go, man. Nice nice work.
3: Well, thank you. You know, RPI is uh it's way above my pay grade and trying to figure it out. It's computer-generated, and what people don't understand, 25% of RPI is your schedule, 50% is your opponent's schedule, and the other 25% is your opponent's opponent's schedule. Uh, so don't try to figure that one out when you're trying to find the right. schedule. Right. So, yeah. you know, a lot, a lot of times it's just, things fall in place uh you know and and not expected to fall in place so uh well, you just do the best you can just historically trying to schedule
2: yeah but fans to the fans that might be listening you need to understand that iron sharpens iron you know yeah. and the way that you get good and the way that Playing you get good rec- you know, play good teams right.
0: man you got like three national seeds that didn't even win 40 games I mean, that's insane to me. And one of the things that we'll we'll talk about later, we don't want to hold Coach up on this, but Coach, I don't know if you know this, in a couple of the RPIs, you actually got hit with home losses against the UTSA. Different RPIs had them as neutral, they had them as home losses, which was, we thought, complete garbage.
3: Well, and and I knew that. I mean, I think that the real RPI is computed off from, if you're hosting a tournament, then that is considered a home game because I've often said, as bad as we want to host, it doesn't help us. You know, it actually playing on the road or a neutral site, you gain more points for that. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's tough to uh, to try to figure out this scheduling in this RPI.
1: You know, coach, I know so many fans they just live by these regional projections and they just they say D one is the Bible. Well, they had. They had a different projection every single day. Just yesterday, it was going to be Auburn, Arizona, and southeastern Louisiana. It turns out to be Army, Kennesaw State, and LSU uh, here. Did you have any thought in your mind who might be sent here, and did Army and Kennesaw State ever enter your thought process?
3: They never entered it. (laughs) And I don't look at projections because I know exactly what – that is. That's a projection. That's just somebody trying to to guess what might happen. And um, you know, I know, I have uh, like my wife. She'll say, "Well, so and so is goddess," and I'll be like, "Laura, it's just. I mean, they're just. It's a guess until that day on Monday when they reveal. That's when I'll start paying attention to it. So." It's uh, you know, I, I don't ever pay attention to those things because I know it's not going to be what they what what others say it's going to be.
0: This uh, this new marketing campaign, Southern Miss versus all y'all. Did you think the first test of that coach would be against the United States Army?
3: I did, not I did. So, but we, uh, you know, we're we're happy for for that program to come down here. You know, I, I just called Jack and uh, Jack Duggan and I said, you know. Army was in that regional uh, at LSU with College of Char- Charleston back in 2004. I couldn't remember if we played them or not, and and he, he and John Cox both said no, we have never played Army before. But uh, I thought well, how fitting to to be announced on Memorial Day that we are playing the absolutely and and with Army and and a day of remembrance for those who who lost their lives in military service. Uh, you know, I, I just, when they when they popped up, that was the thing I thought about. I agree with that completely,
1: Coach. I'll tell you one thing I believe all four of us here can predict about Army. They'll be tough. They'll be tenacious, oh, tough kids, Coach.
3: There's no doubt. There, no doubt. Now, I used to know their old coach, which was back in 2004. He actually, uh, I don't know what happened, uh, in 2016, He uh, he may have gone to another program, I really don't know, but the gentleman that has uh, the leadership of them right now was a team that we played in Charleston, South Carolina back in, I don't know, maybe 12, 13, that's when we played Connecticut, but he was with Rhode Island at that time, Mm -hmm. and we went 15 innings. Uh, with him that that day, and we ended mm-hmm. up winning. I think Colin Cargill actually threw the last seven and two thirds innings, and, and just threw lights out that day. And this is all information that Jack just shared with me. Um, that, but I remember, you know, that there was a that was a fifteen inning game. Yeah. I didn't realize this mm-hmm. was a gentleman that was the coach then.
2: And, I, and if I'm not mistaken, the chairman of the selection committee was, is, was the at AD Army, yeah. at Army. Yeah. All yeah, right,
3: coach. Yeah, so he should be down here as well.
1: Well, the good news is, Coach, we're in a regional. The bad news is we're going to be bringing the Eagle Hour right outside your office again toward the uh, toward the end of the week. So.
3: Well, I hope we have good weather, and it's not where we have to move you inside. But if we right. do, then so be it. We're fortunate to have the facility to do it. So.
1: All right, Coach. I look forward to seeing you later this week, and congratulations to you,
0: sir.
3: All right. Thank you, guys.
1: All right. Head, case, head baseball coach Scott Barry. The military academy on more he's right about that. What, what, a, what a fitting opponent to be announced on a very special day. They will be disciplined, for sure. And tough <laughs> yes. will be that. Southern Miss to the
3: top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
1: 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors the third segment of the Eagle Hour and I'm happy to say that after that uh, disappointing UTSA game the other day I took my daughter and wife over to 4th Street and vi- enjoyed a great visit with Slade. Talked to a lot of Eagle uh, Hour listeners over there. Really did appreciate all that input and Just had fabulous food. Did you get the shrimp poble again? Uh, Oh, my God. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It it was really so good. All right. Southern Miss and Army, 1 or 2 p.m. Friday afternoon, to be determined. Kennesaw State and LSU, 6 or 7 p.m. Friday night, to be determined. Coach Berry told me off air. That final decision is made by the NCAA in conjunction with ESPN.
2: Well, so, I, I know a lot of the, the convenience stores and gas stations around town. Once they found out LSU was coming to town, kind of like that, but like, a different order. That, yeah. that line from Jaws: "We're yeah. going to need more beer." <laughs>
1: I'm uh, looking to try to find a thousand pounds of raw crawfish. Throw them in the back of a. Uh, of a dump truck. You could retire. it huh? on Hardy Street and uh, retire yeah, before <laughs> the game. Uh, we're going to have a great week of shows for you. Uh, right after the announcement today, uh, we have visited with Gabe Montenegro and Will McGillis. We'll have the reaction from both of those kids tomorrow on the show about the regionals being here. Also, uh, over the weekend, we had a chance to visit with Danny Lynch, Hunter Riggins, Dustin Dickerson, and Reese Ewing, and we'll have all of those uh, conversations on the Eagle Hour over the next few days as well. Right now, planning uh, probably a two-hour broadcast from the campus uh, on Thursday, and uh, we're going to wait and see what is game time Friday to make any determinations about the show. But you're going to enjoy all these interviews, and and I'm gonna I'm going to promote it and let you know in advance. Uh, a couple of days, hopefully, when we do the interview with Danny Lynch. It was one of the great interviews I have ever done with a college athlete. And uh, this kid has a philosophy on life and an outlook about everything that he's doing that was so refreshing. And uh, quite honestly, would serve as a great example for all of us to follow. Uh, and so we, I look forward to bringing you all of those interviews. All right. So the field is set. Uh Here's Army, 31-23, 18-7 in the Patriot League. Uh, They've won their fourth straight Patriot League championship. Uh, They defeated Holy Cross and Bucknell in that tournament. Kennesaw State, 35-26. They defeated Liberty, which is apparently a pretty good team. It was their first tournament win in their conference since 2014. They do have a win over Georgia Tech and Georgia Southern uh, during the course of the year. And then there's LSU, Thirty uh, fourth regional, thirty eight and twenty, seventeen and thirteen in um, in the SEC
2: already making friends in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Bob. <laughs> two
1: wins over Lafayette, three over Mississippi State. Of course, everybody won over Mississippi State. Uh, they were two and one against Alabama. These are common opponents to us. They lost twice, Kelly Center to Louisiana Tech, and they lost uh, to UNO, and they lost three times to Ole Miss. So LSU's LSU. And we're gonna hear blah 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 all week about LSU. I know, but uh, this is a good regional for Southern Miss.
2: I think the draw for Southern Miss was great. Uh, you know, no no disrespect to any of those teams, but but no, I I think this is a great draw. Luke, you've been able to pick this thing apart meticulously. What what say you about uh, some of these uh, pairings?
0: Yeah, so I feel like in a in a traditional year LSU would be probably a too tough of a two for the eleventh seed overall. But they had to do it for geographic reasons. Couldn't send them to Texas 8 A&M. Uh, maybe could have sent them to Stillwater or, or Austin. And they have shipped, you know, LSU off before. But the, it made sense from the geographic standard, uh, from from the geographic uh, picture. But they kind of rewarded Southern Miss. Uh, Army w- was a champion, but but Army's RPI is like way down. It's like one fifty seven, I believe. I think so. So Army, one of the the uh, one fifty four, actually. They're they're one of the lower four seeds. And then Kennesaw is actually, you know, with RPI, they're they're pretty decent three seed, uh, probably middle of the pack. They're forty seven uh, overall, thirty five and, and twenty six. But Kennesaw has the ninth overall non conference strength of schedule, number twenty nine. Uh, strength of schedule overall. So uh, LSU's got to deal with them. Just going through, you know, who Army might throw. As we were, you know, talking up to debate who, who Scott Berry might throw. Army's got a left-hander um, named Connerly Early. He started 13 games this year. Was a Friday guy. Uh, threw some on Saturdays. Six-two, one seventy-two, lefty guys uh, from Virginia. He's a sophomore in seventy-nine and two-thirds innings this year. He struck out eighty with an ERA of three point three nine, seven and three overall. That's probably, I would guess, who the Eagles would see. I think all of their top three pitchers are lefties, so you can expect uh, a Southpaw on on Friday.
2: One of the things that you that you mentioned about Kennesaw. Was the th- the strength of their schedule, and I'm telling you, when you look back, this committee was very clear on what they valued in their selection process was strength of schedule, not just in your conference because you don't have any control necessarily over that, but your non-conference games. The message here to colleges across the country is play start, quit worrying about the record. The record ne- doesn't necessarily mean anything anymore. Kennesaw State's record is nothing that jumps out at you. Right, I mean, very beatable team, but they haven't shied away from the tough teams, and they've played them. So that's the message going forward here. But I just want to congratulate Southern Miss fans. Now I know there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there that you know with that panic at the at the drop of a hat. But one of the things these committees are looking for too is is what fan base should be rewarded, you know, for for showing up and showing out. And the Southern Miss fans have done that all year long, continually in the top. I don't know ten. Uh, in attendance. So good for the Southern Miss fans, but this is not the time to let down. Need to get there this this weekend as well.
1: I saw every game Southern Miss played this year, either on TV or in person. The two best teams that I saw the Golden Eagles play all year, Texas, San Antonio, and Old Dominion. And what do they have in common? It's astonishing to me that they're not in the tournament.
0: You you want to talk about one of the greatest – spot heist of all time. And it's not just because there are neighbors up north. Ole Miss gets in the tournament with 32 wins. 32 and 22 overall. Old Dominion right behind them in RPI at number 40. They have 41 wins. UTSA right in front of Ole Miss at 37 with 38 wins. And then probably the 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 We know UTSA and, and Old Dominion, but from like a national Um, Picture, like, NC State got left out. And the only thing that I can think, NC State was the 32 RPI team got left out. Something that they, Old Dominion and UTSA, had in common. Old Dominion's non-conference strength to schedule, 189. UTSA's 177. North Carolina State's 181. Ole Miss, 94. That's the only thing I can determine why. And and if you guys watch the selection show, UTSA wasn't even listed as, like, one of the first four out like Old Dominion was, and UTSA made it the conference championship. The fact that the, that the Sun Belt, with a lower conference RPI, got four teams, and Conference USA, with a higher conference RPI, got two teams is a travesty.
1: Walk-ons exploded twice this morning. There, It was just packed. You could we're standing shoulder to shoulder. It, 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 the building exploded twice. It exploded with applause when the Hattiesburg Regional appeared on the screen. And it exploded with booze when Ole Miss's name appeared in the regional. And if excuse me, beyond just the rivalry, for good reason, they they really, with all due respect, they have no business in the tournament.
0: I agree. Yeah, I no, it I, got a, I had Ole Miss fans texting me that that said Ole Miss doesn't belong in the NCAA tournament.
2: But are you guys surprised? I'm not surprised. No, no. I'm not. No. I'm not either. But but to Luke's point about two from Conference USA and four from the Sun Belt, when the Sun Belt had a lower overall RPI than Conference USA. Again, goes back to weak leadership. You probably had Commissioner Gill on the phone with Sun Belt, you know, doing what he could to politic for some, some extra spots. Judy McLeod, if I'm not mistaken, Bob, now I was in Indianapolis, but from what I understand, Judy McLeod, the commissioner of Conference USA, wasn't even at the tournament. You're hundred percent correct, and I and I think
1: that speaks to her involvement in trying to get two of her league teams uh, in
0: the tournament. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I
1: mean, you, maybe you understand why. She, maybe, maybe you understand why she didn't fight for Old Dominion. Shouldn't be that way. But how about? San Antonio.
0: Well, they're leaving too. Well, they're leaving too. Oh, yeah. So that, oh, yeah. Well, there that, you that's go. part of. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. But, but I mean, where it, are they going to the, uh, to, the uh, to the to the American? Okay. Well, if, well, if there you, you look go, at maybe. what I don't know. if you look at what Old Dominion did, they won forty one games. They were five and one against the top twenty five in RPI. They went nineteen and eleven in the fifth ranked RPI conference in the nation. They're second in home runs behind Tennessee, and you get left at the house. Lafayette, who by the way made it. Their strength of schedule is is tougher. I get that. But the exact same record in the Sun Belt, they are 13 spots in RPI below Old Dominion. They are 17 spots or 16 spots below UTSA. Yeah, but did they, so, they won the tournament, did they not?
2: Yes. Yes. They won the tournament. They won, that, that's how they got they in. They beat Georgia Southern in the final. Yeah.
1: That's how they got in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Still,
2: and, the and, point and, is made. Yeah, and
0: and, George, and and that's one of those bid stealers. I get that, and and there's bid stealers out there, but I think you're exactly right. Inept leadership from the top. You don't advocate for your people, and they get left out of the NCAA
2: tournament. Quote quote of the week it was a Southern Miss fan said he had three words for Conference USA as Southern Miss departs. Adios. <laughs> We're not going to
1: say adios just yet. We'll be right back.
0: Final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you today and every day by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Summer heating up, great lessons, pro shop, Pitching machines. Air conditioning. Everything. <laughs> air conditioning. Yeah. You can do it all in air conditioning. That may be the best yeah. part about it. Yeah. Happy Memorial Day to you. We'll, co- we'll comment more about that in, in just a few moments. Such an important day in our country as uh, we remember those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Southern Miss Track and Field competed at the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships this past Saturday in Bloomingham, Indiana at the University of Indiana. Marquesha Myers and Corbell Todd have punched their tickets to the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships. Corville Todd becomes the third Golden Eagle to compete at the NCAA Championships, joining Cedric Norman and Eric Richards um, from last year. Marquisha Myers punched her ticket with a career best in the women's triple jump. Guys, she went 42 feet and three-quarter inches.
2: So does that mean it was 42 divided by three? <laughs>
0: but that was only the first jump. Second okay. jump, she couldn't do it. Last jump, career record, 42 feet, 7 inches. Put her in the NCAA.
2: Man, we got a great track team. and I mean, we, try, we try to make sure that everybody knows. And by the way, you guys, one of the eSports teams, and we'll have to follow up when all this baseball stuff settles down, but one of the eSports teams won a national title. How about, That's that? right. yeah. How about that? Yeah, so we'll have to get them back on the show. Good, In good Tecmo Bowl, I'm not sure which of the games it was. They they texted me when I was up at Indy, and of course there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, but but we'll get them back on. I'm yeah, sure there good was. For them. Yeah,
0: I'm sure there was a lot going on. All right, let me let me go back and look. At, uh, at this bracket, guys. And, and we make mention of a few things. Ole Miss does get in. I think they were the last team in the field. The reason we mention the Rebels is that Southern Miss, as the 11 overall seed, is paired with the Coral Gables Regional, with Miami, who's the one. They are the sixth overall seed. So if Southern Miss would win their regional, they would line up with uh, the Coral Gables Regional and play the winner of, of that tournament, the number three seed there, Ole Miss. So a possibility that Southern Miss... Could get an appetizer at the Miami football team by playing baseball or they could possibly take on uh, Ole Miss in a Super Regional. Got to worry about Army, LSU, Kennesaw State first. Uh, just a few more notes. Louisiana Tech and Coach Lane Burroughs head to Austin. They are the two-seed uh, with the University of Texas Dallas Baptist. And Air Force, and as we said last segment, only two Conference USA teams make the
2: field. You know, one of the one of the big complaints, as as now the word is out as to where the teams are going, one of the teams that are getting bashed, and I find this hard to believe, is Dallas Baptist is getting bashed by people saying you know, they didn't finish the season well, they didn't win their you know tournament, got upset in their tournament. So, but again, the bottom line is they had the, what the second toughest schedule in the country, and the teams. Their record against the teams in the field, as it stands right now, was nineteen and nine, including three wins over Southern Miss. So Dallas Baptist one hundred percent deserves to be there.
0: So Ninth overall strength of schedule, number one non conference. Oh, there you go. Strength of schedule.
2: They were thirteen and nine against quad one teams. So the lesson here is strengthen the schedule and take your chances. Iron sharpens iron.
1: Well, then the on other, the other hand, you've got Texas A&M who dropped games because they didn't want to hurt their RPI, and they get a national seed. So those rules apply unless, of course, you're in the SEC. And then but there what's are no
0: crazy, rules. guys, is that Notre Dame did the same thing. And Notre Dame is at 13. They're nine spots higher than uh, Texas A&M, and Notre Dame is a two-seed. They did not get a host, so not in the. In, in one way, you feel like the NCAA is winking at one um, conference and saying, "Hey, you can cancel games." The other one, no, do not cancel these games, but they are—they're uh, actually the two seed in Statesboro. I thought it was really cool, guys. Georgia Southern got a got a uh, regional host.
2: Yeah, and that that facility at Georgia Southern—that's you guys are going to get to see. Now, my daughter went to Georgia Southern, so I'm mm-hmm. up to date on what's going on over there. When you guys see that that all of their facilities, you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with Georgia Southern. I mean, we want to beat them, beat their brains out. But I'm just saying, facility wise, they've got it going on over there. I'm assuming it's in the southern part of Georgia. It is. It's <laughs> about 45 minutes west of Savannah. Isn't that a brilliant observation on my part? Yeah, Georgia Southern. southern yeah, yeah. very go. much like Southern Miss. What southern you would you yeah. know soon to be a baseball rival? Yes, yes. And it's,
0: third time in history, Golden Eagles get a region. This is, uh, I believe, the 18th overall uh, regional appearance for the Golden Eagles, stretching all the way back to our good buddy, Hill Denson. And, uh, guys, I've been reaching out to, uh, to LSU, Kennesaw State, and Army, so hopefully throughout the week we'll be able to get uh, someone from those baseball programs on the Eagle Hour and preview their teams as we get set for the Friday regional at Pete Taylor Park.
1: Coach Berry's right. Great privilege to find out you're going to play the uh, Military Academy on Memorial Day and – uh certainly our, our our thanks uh to all of those who've made today possible and, and a special thank you to their families the the families uh, that are still alive and and today is is a sad and somber day for them as it really should be for all of us and uh i know i speak for all you guys when i say we're very very grateful to the military families of the united states amen all right amen. back to mark one o'clock until then southern miss to the, to the top, top.
2: Slipping, slipping Into the
0: future Time keeps on slipping
2: Slipping, slipping Into the future I want to fly like an eagle
1: To the sea